MasterCard knows local businesses mean more than simply what they sell. DJ Jason Johnson and Eagle Feather Entertainment provide beats and fundraising. He helps indigenous and non-indigenous groups take their weddings and dances to the next level. And he's always there to help elevate his community's fundraisers as well. MasterCard has tools and resources to support small businesses like Jason's. Learn more at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. Together, let's start something priceless. I'm Gabe Friedman, and this is Down to Business. This week, I spoke to Trevor David, owner and self-described chief cook and bottle washer at the Art of Barbecue Smokehouse, a restaurant that operates out of a nondescript storefront in Scarborough outside downtown Toronto. One of the abiding questions of 2020 for so many people is whether their favorite restaurant will survive. The coronavirus pandemic forced many establishments to close last spring. And while summer offered a brief respite, another wave is now forcing many places to close or revert to takeout. And so already thin margins are being cut further by delivery services, which sometimes take 30% out of the total bill. David told me the second wave really knocked the air out of his business, and he's operating at 40% capacity, even though he's maintaining a grueling six-day work week. Before the interview even started, we talked about his dream of the day a vaccine allows everyone to flood back into their favorite restaurants. In Toronto, barbecue has been in the news recently after the owner of a different establishment refused to close his doors, and his restaurant became a rallying site for people who refused to wear masks. I talked to David about that and also a bigger question. What drives people who work in restaurants to continue amid so many challenges, including long hours, rude customers, scant monetary rewards, and especially now safety concerns? David answered by telling me his own personal story. I hope you enjoy this episode, which, as always, was edited for length and clarity. Trevor David of The Art of Barbecue. Chief cook and bottle washer. (laughs) (laughs) Do it all. That's an incredible title. Thank you so much for joining me today, too, on what I guess is your, this is your only day off. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Mondays, um, I was working seven days a week and you start to, you know, it just just rolls one into another and and you literally lose track of time. So I, uh, I was I was talking to customers and I said we can have it ready for you by Friday and and I go sir today is Friday <laughs> or, or, or whatever day it was you know like hold on I got felt so embarrassed anyway so I, I decided you know what take a day off because you you know make money is fine but um, you know your mental health is is the uh, top priority here it is it is absolutely what I wanted to ask you about was 2020 has been so crazy for everyone but small businesses more so than than most and restaurants in particular, something like 70% of their employees have faced some sort of mental health issue. I was just kind of wondering how this has affected you and your staffing. Well, you know, I, I mean, I have, a, you know, two part-time people. So, uh, and there again, you know, I haven't been able to hire, you know, full-time people or have as much staff as, as I like, uh, because, you know, I'm basically operating at, at maybe 40% potential, 40% capacity, um, 40, 50% capacity. But which is, I think we're probably going to need like three or four people when we're really rolling on all cylinders. So, yeah, it, it has an effect. It's there. You know, it, it, it's definitely... Um, uh, yeah, affected me in terms of the, the, the staff, you know, too. They, they, they'd like to get more hours. We work hard and play hard, you know, that type of thing. And But yeah, so it definitely is that an effect, yeah. Well, 
Yeah. I mean, you just mentioned you have two part-time employees, but you're only operating at 40% capacity. Can you sketch out, you know, what the restaurant looks like in terms of uh, its daily operations? Oh, yeah. yeah presently, just doing a uh, takeout, um, you know, as per, you know, the regulations. And, um, you know, stage two definitely did did, did um, knock the air uh, out of uh, a lot of restaurants, including, my, you know, myself. Uh, we were doing okay, you know, uh, sort of holding our own uh, prior to going back to stage two. I mean, because it, 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 initially the, 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 the regulations was um, just takeout only. And then they allowed you to bring this, you know, to bring people in and space it out a bit, you know, and so forth. And they went back to stage two again, which is no uh, customers coming in. At this point, just doing takeout and just hoping that, you know, this too shall pass, you know, that this, um, this nightmare will be over soon. And, and there again, you know, we're seeing the vaccine the vaccine coming around the bend and then and, and the little light at the end of the tunnel there. But still, you know, you still have to survive uh, this thing in the meantime, right? So you still have to pay the bills in the meantime and so forth. So, yeah, it definitely had a, a deleterious effect. Uh, and, um, you know, we're just hoping to weather the storm and, and come out the other end. Yeah, I think most people, if you took out uh, 60% of our salary and told us we were had to make do on 40%, but we still had to work six days a week, it wouldn't really be that easy. What's been the hardest part of this for you? Well, the hardest part is, you know, not knowing, you know, where this thing would go and, and how, um, you know, the, the uncertainty. Not knowing whether myself, I'll get infected, you know, and then have to close down and, you know, and, and, and um, basically, like I said, I'm chief cook and bottle washer, sole proprietorship. You basically it's a one man show, you know, and, and so I have some help. But if if something was to happen to me personally, the whole parade would have to stop. Basically, you know, that's what my deep concern was. You know, who know who knows how you can get infected. Uh, you know, especially when you interact with people. The, the customers coming in, they they wear masks and so forth. Yeah, I mean, all that that definitely minimizes the, the, the this virus. But at the same time, you don't know. It's the fact that you're interacting with people on, on, on a regular basis more so than any other because uh, right. you have to take payments and so forth and pass the food along. I mean, you can do curbside and all that. But you know, there again, you can run but you can't hide kind of thing. You know, the other day right with this pandemic, right? No, you're on the front line in that way so, so you interact with people so um so that was my concern and and uh, still is my concern you know that uh that i uh, that i would uh, come down with this thing and and and, uh, and then have to close shop and you know, yeah and that would be that'd really be devastated so that was my number one concern were there ever any experiences where you had customers coming in who didn't want to wear a mask no no actually i've not haven't had any of that you know and um Thank God we live in Canada, you know, right. <laughs> you know, uh, you, know, I mean, we, you know, you see what's happening in the U.S., you know, the, this, the madness, eh, the, the, the lunacy that's going on. And they people are heavily armed, too, you know, <laughs> so it's even more scary. You know, that's right. It's, it's a crazy, crazy time. And uh, yeah, so it's made, it's just made, it's just heightened attention for, for, for everybody. And we're living next door, like, like so that, that adds another layer of apprehension, you know. Um, to to the business environment and to, to the entire environment on the continent of North America, right? So, all of these issues are coming at it, it, it's uh, it's it's there, and then you, you just try to uh, navigate it. Yeah. No, I imagine the financial stress, the worries about your own health, have got to yep. mount up and take their own toll on you. For sure. One of the big stories in the past month was that another barbecue joint, not yours, in Toronto 
kind of became the center of anti-masking. And I was just wondering what you what your feelings were as that story was coming out and what you thought about the news coverage of it and just the whole episode. Yeah, um, well, you know, as, as a as a fellow uh, smokehouse uh, <laughs> um, business, uh, you know, I, I understand Mr. You know Adamson's frustration, you know, and there again, you know, you look and you look around and you see the big stores uh, allowed to operate more or less, uh, you know, with some restrictions. Let's be fair. I mean, you can't just you need to go into when you go into Costco and which I do. Uh, and you have to wear a mask and all the rest of that. But but you're seeing a lot of people though, you know, get together and interact, you know, in that environment. And and then they shut down the small guy and say, well, you you have to just take out and so forth, right? which makes it a very precarious situation. Uh, they can't have people to, to eat in. So uh, so I can understand that. But at the same time, you know, um, we have to follow the the, the law. Um, if the professionals and and and, and the people who are appointed and elected by the people uh, we put them in these positions of power they have to make these calls so you can't have everybody going you know going off in different different direction you know half cock you know uh, doing and saying and whatever they want you have to kind of the grin and bear it and say okay these, these are special times but I you know I, so I understand that and I and I, and I think that they, that that that's where mr mr Adamson has gone off the rails a bit yeah as frustration as you get I, I get frustrated every day you know Every day about things. I have, you know, the people above my restaurant, they come downstairs and they smoke and they dump their cigarette butts in front of my restaurant every day. You know, and they do other provocations to me, you know, because <laughs> they know it pisses me off, right? But they don't care. They did that working and they don't have any, they don't give a damn and whatever the issues are, they don't, you know. So, yeah, I, I can lose it, but I try to maintain it. I try to control myself, you know, because you have to, you know, you know, you, you, yeah, you'd like to get a baseball bat and whack him or something, but you can't do it because it's against the law, right? You know? So there again, you know, you have to follow the law. You just can't just, you know, you got to grin and bear it. And in Canada, I think one thing we're, we're proud of ourselves on is that, you know, in Canada, you see people lining up. You know, you go to some place, you know, Canadians, they open doors for each other. They, 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 they're, they're basically polite people. You know, the culture here, the, the history of the nation, the way we shape, the way we interact with each other. Uh, we try to be, um, you know, respectful and, and, and polite. And, and, and basically, you go somewhere, you line up, you know, and, and, and you don't, and I, and I like that. That culture, I like how we live here, and you know, running off and just uh, you know, rebelling against something because you don't you don't like it or because it's affecting you personally. Yeah, but you just can't have that. You have to have an organized society. You have to have a not only for yourself, but you do for the collective good of society. This made me think when you're talking about the frustrations you have with people coming out, their cigarette butts in front. And I think most people who frequent restaurants know about why they love them because you sort of sit down, someone brings you some delicious food and you forget about whatever's stressing you out. True. But from a restaurant owner's perspective, it's it's a tough business and thankless in some ways. It's thin margins and long hours, hard work. What drives you to keep going, even like against these kind of odds? Well, you know, I I, I kind of fell into it. I was an advertising executive for 25, 30 years, uh, mainly in the database marketing, direct mail. I also uh, did some more offshore work in the Caribbean and real estate development and so forth. So I've got you know some beachfront properties down there and stuff down in the Grenadines and stuff like that. So I've done okay in life, you know, and and um, and, and I thank God for that. And um, but then how I got into it, my my uncle in North Carolina um, 
uh, was dying of cancer so you, about 10, 12 years ago. And um, I went down there uh, and, and I thought I was going to spend a week with him. I spent a couple of months. You know, here's a man reflecting on his life, you know, looking back and, 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 and looking at the sum of his life, I guess. And said, you know, I, I, what I did in, in life is, you know, I fed people. I felt that was an honorable thing. You know, it may not have been a big job on Wall Street or, 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 or what have you. It didn't pay that much. But he said, that, you know, I was a pit master and then in and, and some of the small houses in North Carolina. And, and he said, you know, I, I, I felt that I did good, you know, and I, I fed people. And, uh, and to me, that, that was an honorable thing. You know, and it really kind of hit me that, yeah, what was an honorable thing? Feeding people, you know, what's more honorable than keeping people alive? And, you know, that's, 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 that's something, you know, when you think back on it. So, um, so you know, I, 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 he gave me a design for a smoker and then so forth. So I, I, and I kind of, I came back and I kind of put it away. And about, about a year later, it just haunted me. You know, I kept looking at it periodically. I didn't know, I didn't know where to start. Where do you get a smoker done? You know, built in on the city. You know? Yeah, this is in North Carolina, right? Exactly, you know, it's like not part of the culture here, so to speak, right? You know, so I mean, I, mean, I mean, I made some phone calls or around, any kid came across these you know, elderly Greek gentlemen. Anyway, make a long story short, I, I visited them and, they, and I still show them design. They, yeah, sure, no, we can make that. We can make anything out of iron, you know. So, I mean, would it would it look different to us, or is it? I mean, it was just the the, the, the craftsmanship. They just did it just the way my my my, my uncle designed it, you know, and, and called it the the baby smokinator, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, I started messing around with them. The house or friends, you know, different events, stuff like that, soccer games. And, and every weekend I just work on, on, on different recipes. And just, you know, I got pretty good at it. And people would say, man, you're, you're a smokehouse, you're a ribs, tastes better. I've, I've, I've been to um, Rib Fest, but they don't even come close to your stuff. I just started, t- you know, making some phone calls and I started getting some little corporate gigs, started doing some pop ups and stuff like that. Just one thing led to another, you know. And uh, I moved out to Scarborough because there was a spot that I had it on my eye on. And, it, you know, it took off. We had two and a half hour lineups. It was crazy. We had little picnic tables out there, and, and we had the, the big smoker there, and and a tent and stuff like that. And, and anyways, I think a, a developer bought it in the meantime over the, over the winter. So it was a spot just down the road. Uh, and anyways, it was the people of Click that already knew who I was, and and because of, you know the two and a half hour lineups in the in the neighborhood, right? Like, tables. So, so to answer your question, yeah, it's, it's all about passion, man. It's all about you know, loving what you do. And, and, and there again, you know, and remember my work, my honest, my uncle's words, you know, about feeding people that it is an honorable thing, you know, and, and then, and see the smile on somebody's face when, you know, if they had a great meal, you know, and, 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 and the words that the, the, the reviews you get, you know, like people are just thanking you for, and one guy wrote, I think just yesterday, a couple of days ago that, you know, it was the best meal he's had in decades. The best meal he's had in decades. I'm like, wow, yeah, that, that's such an honor. So, you know, and what do you? What's the? What's the? Is there a specialty? Is it North Carolina style? Yeah, so it's North Carolina based, and I was inspired by North Carolina, but but I kind of made it my own because I, you know, and I've added all these spices that I, that I grew up with that my mom used, you know, as a child. Uh, you know, I'm of Grenadian descent. I was born in Grenada, and and uh, when I was four years old, my parents immigrated to England, so we lived in England for four years, and I came to Canada when I was eight years old. So I've been I've been in the city for, for over half a century, right? So I'm a product of Canada. I'm a product of Toronto, right? I've grown up in Toronto, right? As, you know, and then I'm a product of this environment, right? Of this country. So uh, 
I, I've incorporated my roots in there too with the Grenada thing, you know, because Grenada is the Isles of Spice. Grenada and Indonesia produce 90% of the world's nutmeg supply, right? So Grenada is a, yeah, the British planted spices in Grenada. Of all the islands in the Caribbean, the British started planting spices and we get a rich soil there. So Grenada exports um, nutmeg, cinnamon, and the black pepper, you, you name it, man. Uh, turmeric, Carolina influence initially, but, but making it your own. Because at the end of the day, my friend, you could be influenced by different things and so forth, but you have to make it your own. You have to stand on your own two feet as as a as, as an individual or, or anything you do in life. You know, you've got to put your own stamp on it. And I think that's what I've done. I'm just to just to trial and error and experiment, and I've, I've created um, some dishes, some smokehouse barbecue that's just totally unique, I believe, and, and especially our sauces. It's fantastic, well, Trevor. Your enthusiasm is infectious. I just want to thank you so much for coming on down to business to talk with me about what this year has been like for you. Oh, thank you for having me. I deeply appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, uh, to um, spread my message of uh, food. Food brings people together, you know, and uh, and especially smokehouse too. I, I always say that, you know, we're, we're homo sapiens, you know, our ancestors and they left Africa a hundred thousand years ago as homo sapiens and they traveled, went into Europe and then into Asia or whatever. You know, they, they sat around somewhere and smoked food and, you know, some, you know, wherever, you know, and that, and that smoke is like, is our DNA. You got me dreaming now of when we can get back <laughs> inside. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for talking to me on your day off. I know you don't get many of them, so I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care for now. That was Trevor David, owner, chief cook, and bottle washer at the Art of Barbecue Smokehouse. And in case you're wondering, it's located at 2478 Kingston Road in Scarborough, and it's open every day except Monday. Thank you for listening to Down to Business, and thank you to Bryce Hall, who provided music and production, Yudula Hussein for editing, and Pamela Heaven for web support. Please consider sharing this episode with a friend and rating us on your podcast app. I'm Gabe Friedman, and until next week, you can get all your business news at financialpost.com.